while let's continue with some of the voice myths we had started with some myths i'll give you an example when sarah's new boss asked her to come into the office during the weekend to clear the backlog of the work she quipped to him what a great way to spend a saturday she relied on his sense of humor to catch the irony in her tone his response however was satirical I'm glad you think that way he said earnestly completely missing the nuance I think it's really important to get ahead of the competition don't you I'm thinking of starting a Saturday rota for the team great to know you'll be behind me misunderstandings based on tone can occur particularly easy and easily in a cross cultural exchange where two parties interpret certain vocal qualities differently British straight face jokes are often misunderstood by foreigners who expect a different tone for the humor. Indian tonal inflection can sound dogmatic to western listeners when no dominating attitude is intended. We will talk about cross cultural concerns in the upcoming episodes. Let's talk about the fourth myth, the major myth only looks really calm. Think of this myth. It's like a flip side of the preceding one. You may live in a world full of sound, but the appearance is the real star of the show. In terms of time, in terms of money, in terms of attention, in terms of appearance, everything wins. Only the appearance matters. The fashion industry churns out clothes for every occasion, while the jewelry industry adds all those essential details. The beauty industry promotes makeup, creams, lotions, hairstylists, beauticians, manicurists, mavids. other specialists tend to every part of your body the personal training plastic surgery they tend to every part that may not be keeping up like kickboxing to botox and beyond all in the first and blah blah what all all that jazz look at your own experience are you more concerned about what you look like than about what you sound like take a mental inventory i'm not saying that looks don't matter but that's not the only thing that matters look at your mental inventory how much money how much time how much attention do you spend on appearance every year think about how much you spend on clothes your grooming your makeup your haircuts your style your facials your manicure your plastic surgery consider how many hours you spend going to the tra- uh, going for traveling going for shopping trawling to the internet looking after your clothes having your hair cut your nails done your legs waxed brushing your hair looking at yourself in the mirror ponder what you do before leaving the house in the morning do you look at yourself in the mirror and check your appearance everyone does that oh my god that's crazy do you examine your complexion your hair and your outfit Now think about your investment of money, time, attention in your voice. Zilch. Zero. Do you spend any money or time to improve your voice? No. Do you check out your voice before leaving the house? No. Don't be surprised if these questions sound odd. Everyone focuses on appearance. Very few and far between focus on the voice. The all-consuming importance of appearance is a myth. Yes, when you meet someone for the first time, you do tend to pay a conscious attention to their appearance and general presentation, and yes, in sounding out others initially. You probably only pick up their accents or notice if a voice is especially beautiful or particularly unpleasant. But to deeper, 
Your subconscious to the other's voices are massive and powerful. You may not consciously give what you hear from other person your complete attention, but you're making meaning from people's sound all the time. I will explore certain nuances of these in the following section. What are we going to do? We're going to dig deeper into how you react and respond to voices. I feel they will want to understand the reactions and responses to voices and how they happen consciously and unconsciously and subconsciously. Spend a few minutes in a space with people. Just listen to the moment to the array of the different voices. Pitch, the speed, the rhythm you hear. Can you tell? Can you tell anything with regard to the energy of people and their mood? While listening to others' voices, have you ever cringed when a high-pitched shrieking voice assaulted your ears? <laughs> Squeezed your lips together in irritation when someone made a request of you using a hard-edged dominating tone? Been moved to tears when someone stated their feelings simply or honestly? Become galvanized to do something based on a friend's confident tone? Had an initially positive estimation of someone quickly shatter when he or she started to speak? Felt disconnected when a person's voice clashed with his or her appearance? Perhaps you met someone slim, petite, with an overpowering voice? Or someone who looked fighting fit with a thin and strangulated voice? How did you feel? This is called incongruency. <laughs> Other people's voices affect you profoundly and usually to a much greater degree than you realize. Let's talk about experiencing sound's physical power. Sound has a physical impact on you. If you have ever stood on a train station, which is also called the Doppler effect, when a fast train goes through, you recall the thunderous roar of an engine and the vibration you feel in the body. The sound moves you. You can't separate sound and vibration. In the same way, when people speak, the timbre of the voice, which is the quality of their voice, and particularly the vibration and the harmonics and the resonance, it enters your ears, it creates a certain vibration inside your body, it creates a pleasant or an unpleasant effect. You can't avoid the resonance inside yourself, you can't shut yourself off from the sound as easily you can shut your eyes against something you don't want to see. If the vibration is unpleasant, you have a negative reaction. If it is pleasant, definitely positive. Sound touches you. It goes deep within your body. Sound is feeling in a literal way. So when you react spontaneously to a voice, feeling informs your reaction. <laughs> now let's talk about responding to a sound's vibration. Because voice sounds vibrate inside you, voices can move you. The word emotion is a reminder that feelings include a sense of motion, emotion or vibration. <laughs> You may warm to a voice, or you can get turned on by a voice. You may respect, believe, or trust a voice, or you can equally mistrust, fear, and disbelieve a voice. I wanted to listen to the American actor James Earl Jones. Many clips are available online. Rich and deep tones resonate from his huge fame. People who have worked with the actor report that his sound seems to come from the deep within him, right from the heart. They report that they hear his voice deep within themselves too. 
Yet for all its power, Jones's voice also has the potential for laughter. His voice is a voice that can melt butter. In the words of one commentator, listen to the uh, voice of actor Vincent Price. He's known for his scary voice. He played dozens of villains and creepy characters throughout his career. Listening to his meaningful emphasis and chilling lighter tones literally makes people hair stand on end. A practical joker, Price once attended the showing of one of his horror films, sat directly behind an unsuspecting couple. When the part came up where he spoke, his scary voice in the film, he spoke from behind the couple in that very voice. In a vibration, they leapt out of their seats. <laughs> With such a strong, largely unconscious reaction to people's voices, it isn't surprising that it plays an important role and an important part in the response. Suppose I want you to become more aware of it. And I want you to think about three or four celebrities, for example, Margaret Thatcher, Barack Obama, Catherine, the Duchess of Cambridge, Prince William's wife. Imagine each celebrity speaking with someone else's voice. Imagine Margaret Thatcher speaking with the squeaky voice of the airhead bubble in Absolutely Fabulous. Okay, imagine Barack Obama speaking in the public with the small high voice of David Beckham. Try Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, with the washes voice of the cockney journalist Janet Street Porter. Some people report that the examples feel so wrong that they're impossible to imagine. <laughs> Certainly, after doing this exercise, you'll find it hard to maintain that tone of voice. It doesn't make a difference. The voice is such a mark of the person that the change of voice seems to alter fundamentally their identity. Identity. With the changed voice, they come across as a different person. Perhaps people respond unconsciously to your voice. How might people regard you differently if you developed your voice and sounded different? Would they take you more seriously? Will they be warm to you? Will they be prepared to change people's assumptions about you? Let's talk about making meanings from the voice sounds in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening.